The letter opens with an inspiring reminder of the believer's new identity that resulted from being adopted into the family of God. For three chapters, the author expounds on all the benefits of being in Christ. Beginning in chapter 4, however, Paul turns a corner. He begins the second half of the book with this plea. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. In other words, live your life in a way that reflects the changes God has made in you. Or, as a friend of mine is fond of saying, don't live the way you used to live. After all, you are not the person you used to be. From there, Paul launches into one of the most practical sections in the Bible. He talks about everything, from sex to marriage to alcohol to you name it. He gives instructions on what is permissible to talk about, think about, and even laugh about. The entire discussion is intense, thorough, and frankly, somewhat overwhelming. Give me traction. Paul goes so far as to suggest that we become imitators of God. My gut response? Yeah, right. Not in this lifetime. It's not that Paul's list of lofty standards isn't worth striving toward. It's just that I know me. I'm not that good, that consistent, that disciplined. Besides, just about everything in Paul's list runs directly against the cultural current. So let's face it. I'm not going to get any support out of the real world. Read Ephesians chapter 4 and 5 for yourself. It's an incredible catalog of virtues and values, the stuff parents preach to their children all the time. But is it realistic? Can anybody really pull it off? At first glance, I think not. The good news is that Paul anticipated the frustration of his readers. So he incorporated into this intimidating list of what to do an invaluable how to do it. Specifically, he unveiled an approach to life that, if embraced, will set us up for success as we attempt to live out the values he listed. And it's from this short but powerful piece of instruction that we derive the question this book is all about. Here's what Paul wrote. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Life-changing, huh? No? Okay. Let's break it down. Here in the opening phrase, with that little word, then, or therefore, in some versions, Paul is linking what he's about to say with what he just said before, where he described what we would need to do. Now he connects that with an explanation of how to do it. It's as if he's saying, if the values and practices I've outlined, as overwhelming as they may seem, are things you desire to embrace, if something in you stirred when you imagined living out those standards, if you want to live life on an entirely different plane, then here's what you need to do. Then Paul reveals the principle that gives all of us wannabe Christ followers the traction we need to live out what, at times, 
seems out of reach. Be careful, then, how you live. Or to turn it around, don't be careless how you live. In other words, following Christ is not a casual endeavor. It requires extreme caution. If we're serious about living out the values the New Testament teaches, we must watch our steps. After all, we know from experience how easy it is to stumble. Then, without so much as a pause, Paul discloses the criterion by which we are to measure and judge every one of our choices. In the six words that follow, we are given the grid through which we are to evaluate every invitation and opportunity. Here's the standard, the yardstick by which we are to assess our financial, relational, and professional decisions. Get out a pen and paper. You're going to want to write this down.